When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of The Narcissist Code. I am your favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammock, a.k.a. Mental Illness from TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter as well. If this is your first time seeing me, I am a diagnosed narcissist. I have narcissistic personality disorder. I've been in therapy for the last almost four years, psychotherapy. I'm not a psychopath. I'm in psychotherapy. And the point of my entire platform of over 600,000 people on TikTok and Instagram is still growing today is to bring awareness to mental health disorders, cluster B disorders, and also um, validate the victims and survivors of the abuse. Today, I saw today's episode is going to be about a TikTok I saw um, by What Does It Matter, Sam at What Does It Matter on TikTok. She said, nobody gets madder than a narcissist that you accuse of something that they actually did. And that is 100% true. So if y'all don't know who what doesn't who, who what uh, her name is what doesn't matter on tiktok her name is sam she's an, uh, an excellent narcissistic uh creator um she said that and it struck a nerve in my head because it is absolutely 100,000 percent true narcissist when you accuse them of something they actually did they will become enraged we will become enraged don't mind me y'all i i go back and forth between day narcissist and we because it's kind of interchangeable to me because i am a narcissist but in my head i don't like associating myself with the bad stuff but y'all I, I can't help us sometimes. i am a narcissist so i'm going to associate myself with the bad stuff sometimes but when you when you accuse them let's say you catch a narcissist cheating when you catch a narcissist cheating and you have evidence you present that evidence to them they could possibly if they don't deny it and outright lie to you and try to gaslight you and manipulate you out of it they will become enraged at you like literally screaming, yelling, fussing at you because anger, they, because this goes back to childhood and the, the phenomenon known as arrested development. When narcissists, a lot of narcissists, most narcissists skip a stage of emotional development due to trauma and or being uh, coddled their entire life and never hearing the word no. Um, they skip a stage of emotional development. So anger becomes the only emotion they, they can express effectively. And guess what? Anger is easy. Anger gets things done. Anger gets the point across. So when you accuse them of something that they actually did, like literally you can catch them in the act of it and they will become enraged at you for catching them because they think that if they, uh, they think that if they get angry enough, they can make you back down off the point and start to believe them. Cause in your head, sometimes in your head, in the survivor's head or the victim's head and whatnot, you'll start to think like, why would he get so mad if he's not guilty or she gets so mad if she's not guilty? Why? Like, I don't know. And it like the anger will make you back down sometimes because a lot of times the, the, the person that's screaming and yelling at you and fussing at you and threatening you is bigger than you and could do physical harm to you. So if they bucking up at you in your face, yelling and screaming at you, then yeah, you're going to feel some type of way about that. Yeah, you gonna back, you might back down and back up off the point. And I always say like, if you find enough evidence on a narcissist to like to validate your point, you unless you're going to leave or and or hold them accountable, it's kind of pointless to bring it up to them because they're either gonna rage out at you or they're gonna gaslight and manipulate you off the point. 
and then have you apologizing to them. So if a narcissist is yelling and screaming at you, like, "How dare you accuse me?" That's why I don't trust. That's why we can't. That's why we can't work together because you don't believe me. You don't trust me. I would never do something like that. I would never ever in my life do you like that. I can't believe this. I love you. I care about you. Blah blah blah. This blah 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 that. And then they, when they yelling and screaming, they're hoping they're, they're hoping to get the point across to you. That you're just like, oh my goodness, this person really does love and care about me. Or why else would they be mad? And I know it sounds silly, but I've, when I'm doing my one on ones, I hear this so much. I hear it a lot. They're like, he was yelling and screaming at me, or she was yelling and screaming at me. So I figured that they had to be telling them the truth. And like they, when I started, and, and the crazy thing about it is, a lot of times you will end up apologizing to them. You literally will end up apologizing for whatever you whatever you accuse them of, whatever evidence you have of them. Go back to the scrap pile. Go back to the scrap heap. Then you will end up apologizing to them because they yelled and screamed at you. As crazy as that sounds, as awkward as that sounds, as backwards as that sounds, you will end up apologizing f- for getting them mad, for catching them in the act of cheating. And I always say this, y'all. I always say this. If you have enough evidence. To to make a case, if you want to leave, you need to just go ahead and leave and pre- present the evidence later. Or if you want to present the evidence, just present the evidence to them and don't give them a chance to re- react or respond. Because you can have a manila envelope filled of evidence, screenshots, voicemails, pictures of them together, whatever. You can present that, and if you don't, just like, okay, here's the, here's the manila envelope of information that I have on you. Here you go. Here you have it. This is what I have. I know you're busted. Just admit it. You don't need a confession. Why do you need a confession? They, if, they, if they are a narcissist, they are not going to confess to it. They're not going to confess to cheating. I don't care how much evidence you have. That's false. Those pictures are doctored. I didn't say that. Or just on a gaslight you and say, how did you find it? How did you get these screenshots? How did you do this? Like, why would you, why you want to argue right now? Why is, why you want to argue this late at night? I just had a long day and you present this to me. I just had the longest day at work possible, and you bring this to my attention right now, knowing that I was in a bad mood. How dare you? You don't care about me. You never loved me. You never cared about me. And you got evidence right there. So don't give them. If you are going to present this evidence to them, present it and leave and make your point. If they say, if you present the evidence to them and they say, how did I get? How did you get this? It doesn't matter. How did you? I need you to tell. It does matter. No, it does not matter. I caught you. You're busted. Tell me how you found out. No, it does not matter. Why does it matter how I found out? Because it matters to me. Because I need to know who who total. I need I need to know who I can trust and who I can't trust anymore. So you need to tell me how you found out. No, stand firm in your point. Stand firm in your assurance. Stand firm in your position. Don't just back down because like uh Richard told me. Now you, now you, now Richard, Richard be wanting to sleep with you for a long time. I knew Richard gonna lie to you. Richard be lying. I know it was Richard. I was gonna guess it's gonna be my first guess. Richard be lying. You give them the opportunity to gaslight you, and sometimes people, and I've heard, I've heard many women say this before. They're like, I, I actually wanted them to lie to me, so I can, so I, because I didn't want to believe my eyes. I didn't want to believe the evidence that I had. I didn't want to believe the person I loved and cared about so much for such a big part of my life. I didn't believe that they could do this to me. I didn't want to believe it. So I gave them the opportunity to lie to me so we can continue to be together. So I can continue to wear these rose colored glasses because my life is outside of this outside of the relationship. My life is actually pretty good. And I've heard that it's there before and boggle. It blows my mind. 
I said, what? Some, sometimes we don't want to know the truth. Sometimes we don't want to see the truth. Sometimes we want them to lie to us so we can stay together. I'm like, wow. What is the root cause of that? In the comment section, if y'all know, because I don't know. I'm just be real. I don't know. What is the root cause of, of you wanting to stay with somebody that treats you so terribly like that? Like, I know sometimes I know it's the fear of being alone. You don't in your self-love and you lost a lot of self-love. But how do you justify that right there? Like somebody treating you so terribly and you wanted to remain in a relationship so much so that you have screenshots, you have evidence, you have all you have visual representations, you have a pop up book full of pictures. You got you got witnesses testifying. You got the person confessing on tape. You already got a confession on tape. Yeah, I'm cheating on her. You play the confession. You hear the confession. Yeah, I'm cheating on it. Say your name, address. I'm cheating on Lee Hammock in Durham, North Carolina. And I did it at 6 p.m. And I still wouldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, my goodness. But we don't live in Durham. We live in, we live in Raleigh, Durham. So maybe maybe it's a lie. You convince your, you gaslight yourself sometimes because you don't want to believe that somebody could do this to you. But guess what? People are the worst. They literally are. People literally are the worst. And it just gets in my nerve, and like, like it gets, and like y'all, and this is, I'm gonna get super passionate with y'all right here, super, super honest and super passionate. And this is the thing that kind of gets in my nerves with people right here. It doesn't get in my nerves. It's just like I see, I keep seeing people say that narcissists can't love, narcissists don't possess the ability to love. So let's just, so let's just say that part is true right there. So if I'm a diagnosed narcissist and I can't love, but you can love, and you take this ability to love, this gift of love, and you waste it on somebody that doesn't deserve it. How do you think that makes that makes me angry? You take the gift of love, this gracious gift that you hold on to, that you brag about being able to do. Narcissists can't love. Narcissists can't do this. Narcissists can't do that. But when you take that gift of love and you give it to somebody that doesn't deserve it, somebody that's treating you terribly, somebody that does not deserve that, that gets on my that, that oh my goodness, y'all. I'm telling you, that right there it bothers my mind. It makes me mad. I'm just like, come on, y'all. If I can't love, you say I can't love, but you can, you waste it. That's wasteful. And that gets like, oh, whew. I'm going to do a whole video on that one day. I got to do a video on that one. Because, you, boy, love, love, will keep you, love will keep you grounded. Love will, get, love will get you hurt. I just know it will. I see it. And it just gets on my nerves. And I want you all to power up and take your power back. And it gets on my nerves because you get this gift and you waste it. I'm just like, it's wasteful. If a person cheats on you 25 times, that's wasteful. Don't get him that gift of love. Oh, it's not that bad if, unless I bring it up. The relationship isn't that bad unless I bring up the cheating. The relationship isn't that bad unless I if I if I keep my mouth shut. You know what? The relationship got better when I decided to keep stuff to myself. If you internalize all the stress, grief, drama, abuses you go through, if you internalize it and you don't talk to anybody else about it, it starts to literally poison you. It starts to make you physically, mentally, and emotionally sick. Because now, because like a lot of times a narcissist will isolate you from your friends and family. So guess who, like you don't have anybody else to talk to except them and they don't want to hear it. So who else did you talk to yourself? You talk to yourself about it and you internalize it and it poisons you. You start to lose yourself. You start to die a little bit inside every single day for somebody that you love. Somebody that you're wasting the gift of love on you dying for. You die a lot, a lot of times people are here out here getting ready to die for somebody that does not that would not show up to your funeral. Imagine that. Imagine get wasting your gift of love on somebody who will not show up to your funeral. They won't. I asked somebody that today. I like, would they show up to your funeral? I'm like, you think this person cares about you? If you die today, after you got this Zoom call, after you get off this one on one, would that person show up to your funeral? They said no. I said, like, what are you doing then? 
if you if, if your son or daughter was in this exact same relationship situation that you are in right now what would you tell them to do i would tell them to leave then why are you too good for your own advice what makes you too good for your own advice you, you your advice is good enough for your daughter or your son but it's not good enough for you so you're I'm telling people this all the time you are one way or another you are setting an example for your children Leaving sets an example for your children. Staying sets an example for your children. Parent children deserve two parent households. Not two toxic ass parents. Not two parents that hate each other. That's what created us. That's what made this generation. I don't people I am going on the rant now. Y'all better hear the ranting. Y'all better hear rantingly. That's what created this gen. I, I see people all the time on TikTok and Instagram. This generation is so weak. This generation of people are so crazy and so out there. Who raised this generation? Who created this generation? Who did this? You did. Your generation made our generation. Staying together. Like my, you know what kept out? You know what kept out? You know what? You know, my grandma, my, my dad and my mom stayed together through for 35 years. Didn't even talk to each other. My mom and dad hated each other. But you know what? They stayed together because that's what people do. They stayed together. And you raised a type. Now you got Lee Hammock. You got a, a full-fledged narcissist out here. You created a narcissist by staying. Hey, but you stayed together, didn't you? You stayed together. You made it. Grandma and grandpa been together 56 years and ain't talked in the last 30. They raised my mama uh, with no love and affection in that household. My mama didn't, didn't, didn't know how to give me love and affection. And guess what? Guess who create? Guess what you create? You create a Lee Hammett clone. You create, a, you create a narcissist. You create a sociopath that doesn't know how to love and care. You create somebody that's emotionally stunted. Because you had to stay together for your family. No, you don't have to stay together for your family. Sometimes leaving is better for your family. I know the, the statistics say that two parent households raise better children. Two healthy parent households raise better children. Not one, not two toxic parents. Not one narcissist and one abuse victim that's taking it, getting yelled at, screamed at, manipulated. Your mom's, your mom is trash. Hey, son, don't don't marry anybody like your mother because she's trash. What? Huh? And y'all go, you stay with that? Hey, baby, don't marry him like your daddy because your daddy a piece of beep in front of you. Y'all staying together, though. Good. You, you, you powered up through it. We made it through thick and thin. More thin times than thick. You, this is how thick your time. It started off like this. Thick like this. If you on my podcast on, the, on the, uh, Apple Music, I got, a, I got a handful of dreads in my hand. It's like I think this is. And now I got a sock string, a, a piece of floss. Now it's that thin. But you stayed together. You stayed together and you raised a toxic kid. And now you complaining about this generation. Who raised this generation? Who did this? You did. Your generation. My generation was the toughest generation. We just stayed together through no matter what. I've been hearing Stephen Kevin Samuels, Kevin Samuels say that all the time. All the time. You women, you modern women keep leaving your man because of this little, little, oh, he hate the word toxic. Kevin Samuels hate the, hates the word toxic. You say toxic to Kevin Samuels, he turn, he, he, he snap on you. Toxic. <laughs> well, your mama wasn't, your mama stayed with your daddy and he was toxic. What made you too good for that? Now look at her. She don't know how to love, Kevin. She don't know how to love. That's why she's toxic now. That's why she don't know how to appreciate. But that's why he don't know how to appreciate women. That's why she don't know how to appreciate men because they're toxic. Because they stayed together. They, grandma, the older generation, they stayed no matter what. That's not a good thing, That's not a good thing to brag on, right there. The older generation, they stayed together no matter what. That's not nothing to brag on. 
No matter what. No, sometimes no matter what means physical abuse. Beating the crap out of somebody in front of you. My mama beat the crap out of my daddy. My daddy beat the crap out of my mama when I was growing up. So that's what that's what I knew how to do. I thought physical violence was affection. I know that's how I learned. Come on now. Y'all got me all off topic and ran, but I I had to get out of heat. <laughs> I had to get out of heat. I'm sorry. Anyways, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this episode. I know I don't carry it on, but don't stay together for the fact for the sake of standing together. Don't do that. Do not stay together just for the sake of staying together. To say we can, we, my grandma, my grandpa, I've been married for sixty years. That's the type of love I want. Are they absolutely happy in love right now, kissing, and holding each other? Are they sleeping in separate bedrooms? Are your grandma, and grandpa, even talking? That matters, y'all. That matters. Anyway, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Nuts Code. I don't, I can't believe I'm about to post this one because I, I went into a huge rant. Then, <laughs> like and subscribe for more. I got into it. I powered up. Love y'all. Peace.